It's worth knowing what's really going on. This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Donald Trump has been indicted in Atlanta. We have so many court dockets to follow, but we haven't really seen anything yet. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has covered every moment of this historic case. I've been writing about this investigation for two and a half years. Our team is led by reporters Bill Rankin and Tamar Hallerman. Follow our coverage on AJC.com and listen to new in-depth episodes of the award-winning podcast, Breakdown, the Trump Indictment, only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. You all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. This, my friends, is Access Atlanta. It's a new podcast that shares the best things to do, see, eat, and experience. Welcome to Access Atlanta. I'm your host, Shane Harrison, and I am here once again with our music critic and uh, one of my favorite guests, <laughs> Melissa Ruggieri. Welcome. You, you don't have a choice except uh, to see me every few weeks, <laughs> pretty much. I'm, I'm really okay with that. <laughs> Plus, this is our annual talk about the Grammy Awards. Yes, the 2020 Grammy Awards coming up January 26th. They will be on at 8 p.m. on CBS of course, they'll have hours of pre-show stuff that you right. can look at online as well. I mean, that's what a lot of people don't realize, even now, that they only give out about 10 awards on the yeah. air. And there are 85 categories. So the other 75 are given out in this three-hour pre-ceremony mm-hmm. that they've started putting online on the Grammy website, that yep. live streaming it, so you can watch it there, too. It used to be special for just those of, those of us who are covering it. Yeah. <laughs> They're in the press room or whatever, but now everybody has access to everything. So yeah. it's all a lot less special. But if you're really into the Grammys and you really want to see you know who's winning what before the actual telecast yeah i mean you know right. sunday afternoon tune in it's yeah <laughs> or if you know somebody who's nominated in one of those smaller categories that's the thing or... right right because again the ones that are televised are really your major categories yeah. you're really just going to get you know album of the year record of the year song of the year best new artists a couple others they, they'll throw in like you know country album just to have the diversity of right. genres and a rap category and a rock category yeah. and but all those you know best female this best male that or, or you know Pop vocals, pop right. album, all those are all going to be, and and the niche categories, the classical, the jazz, the Latins, those are all done in the early ceremonies. Yep. And we always have a ton of people from Atlanta and from Georgia who are nominated, and, and this year is no exception. Of course, Lizzo, not from here, not from here, no, <laughs> from well, most recently from Minneapolis. Minneapolis yes. yes, she of course has the most nominations this year with eight, but and Billie Eilish is right behind her with six. But also getting six nominations is Lil Nas X, yes, who was sort of this you know overnight sensation. <laughs> from yeah. Atlanta last year with his Old Town Road. He already won a CMA award in November with Billy Ray Cyrus. And yep. he's got six pretty big nominations. I mean, one being Album of the Year, which that's the only one I think a lot of people are looking askance at a little bit yeah. with, with his seven EP. I mean, there's, there's aren't even, it's not even a full album. Right. <laughs> it's actually an EP. And I wouldn't say it necessarily rose to Album of the Year. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, credibility, that, but. Yeah, that single is was unescapable. Right. It was or inescapable, I guess, would be the <laughs> proper term. Uh, inescapable. And it, it was, I mean, it was different from, from everything else. You it know, was. whatever you thought of the song right. itself, I mean, it, it did things that, that 
very few others had ever done and, and caused controversy right. because of, you know, well, is it country? Is it pop? Is it is where it rap? does it, where, is yeah, it yeah, where does it belong? Right. And, you know, Billboard had, you know, jumped into the fray and sort of maybe I was gonna say, stepped I in it. <laughs> Billboard, Billboard sort of unwittingly gave it even more attention. Yeah, they did. Because I don't think the song would have had the impact it had had that controversy not arisen right. and people start talking about it and then saying, you know, what do you mean this isn't a country song just because it has rap elements in it? And then, right. you know, he very shrewdly, uh, you know, enlisted Billy Ray Cyrus to come on the song with him and said, okay, fine, you want it to be a country song? I'll get a country artist right. for you. And then it became a thing. And then he released 400 different remixes of right. it with, you know, working with different people. And, you know, it, it really just became this phenomenon that you could call it a novelty song. And I don't think time will tell, you know, if he's going to be another soldier boy or if right. he's going to be somebody with a lasting career. Or Having, Billy Ray Cyrus. Or Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> I mean, you know, he brought Billy Ray Cyrus back to us all. Thanks. <laughs> but, the fact that he got six Grammy nominations means that somebody is paying attention and, and lending it some credibility. Record of the year, I think, he actually has a pretty good shot at because yeah. it was such a big single that you really couldn't get around. Best right. New Artist, it's going to be a tough category because yeah. you've got a lot of people in there who... Uh, it, it, Best New Artist is always such a weird category because you've often got people in there who have released things prior to this right. year or, or 2019 when the eligibility period was. But... The, it's based on when their breakout year right. was. So you've yeah. got a couple of those in there. So I'm not sure how well he's going to fare against them. Yeah, but. because, yeah, yeah, I mean, there are people in there that, you know, I feel pretty sure have some staying power. And, right. and you know, it's, right. you know, I think it's already pretty obvious that people like Lizzo and yes. I think Billie Eilish yes. is in there yes. as well. And, and it's like, you know, they they seem to have, you know. A little more gravitas. I guess that, yeah, that's a, that's a good <laughs> to way to put it. Or they've it. released full albums. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys could be part there of There is that. And I, yeah, they've been around a while. They've been too. around a while. You know, um, best video with Billy Ray, I think he has a shot at getting. And also best yep. pop vocal performance with Billy Ray. Those two, I, I think, you know, are definite possibilities. The best rap sung collaboration for Panini, his follow-up single. Yep. So, I mean, you know, he has already had another hit. So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. If it winds up being an 0 for 6 strikeout or if he does, you know, if he comes away with something huge like record of the year, that's going to give him a whole lot of attention. And, you know, and good for him. I mean, he took something that was absolutely nothing, (laughs) just a little sliver of a song and Mm -hmm. turned it into a huge pop culture moment for 12 months. So, hey, give the kid credit. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. And he's a nice young man, too. I did did get to talk to him a little bit at the CMA Awards when he and Billy Ray came backstage. And he was a little overwhelmed, I think, still by everything, how, you know, a year and a half ago he's sleeping on his sister's floor. And yeah. now everybody wants a piece of them. And yeah. that's a lot to handle. So you got to be a little sensitive to that, too. But um, I, right as of right now, the day that we are recording this, he is not listed as a performer. But I wouldn't be surprised if he is added at some point. Right. The people we know who are performing now will be Aerosmith. And their tie-in is that they are the Music Hairs Person of the Year honorees this year. Mm. That's the event that takes place two nights before the Grammys, where Music Hairs is the organization that's been around for decades that helps musicians in need. So mm-hmm. if you have, you know, if you have a drug problem, if you have a, a major illness, if you are homeless, people who've worked their whole lives, I mean, you know, we read stories about them all the time. They've yeah. lost their money either to bad management or to just bad luck or right. whatever. Music Hairs is always there to help those people. And every year, a certain artist is nominated or honored for their charitable contributions. And there actually is an Atlanta tie-in with Aerosmith because Steven Tyler has his Janie's Fund. Mm-hmm. And he has a Janie's house here in Douglas. Right. It was the first one that opened a couple of years ago. And he came in for the ceremony. And I actually was able to go there when you know he showed up and cut the ribbon and was there talking to the girls. And, and it's a place for girls, young girls, like teenage girls, to go 
sort of in a transition period if they have to get out of their house for whatever right. reason, abuse or neglect or yeah. whatever, and it's it's a safe place for yeah. them to be. So that's a big part of the Aerosmith contribution this year. And of course, you know, they've been around so long, how could you not give money away to charity? Yeah. Yeah. So Aerosmith will be honored Friday, the Friday night, the 24th. There will be a whole bunch of people performing in their honor that night at that event. Mm. Saturday night is the Clive Davis pre-Grammy party, yeah. which I usually do the red carpet for that. And that, you never know who is going to show up it might be Janelle Monet followed by John Voight yeah. <laughs> and there's always a Kathy Griffin sighting yeah, yeah. it's always just like this random array of music people TV celebrities you know some movie stars or right. whatever um, but we're going back to the Grammy performers so Aerosmith will be performing Billie Eilish is performing Lizzo is performing Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani this I believe is their first joint televised uh, award show performance together that they're doing together and Ariana Grande has just been added and her album Thank You Next is one of the album of the year nominees Mm -hmm. and I don't know if you remember, there was a little kerfuffle <laughs> with her last year about performing that they wanted her to perform and then she backed out the last minute because they wouldn't give her, you know, she apparently wanted to do, you know, all her new stuff and yes. they wanted her to do um, some old stuff and she said no and there was this big fighting back, you know, right. behind the scenes. So things apparently worked out this year. <laughs> yeah. And Ariana will be among the performers this year and right. there probably will be more announced, you know, right. by the time you hear this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Part of the problem last year, I think, was it's like she had a, she had a brand new album coming right. out and she she... I think it was Thank You Next. Yeah, it was. Because she had two that came right. out so close Sweetener, together. Yeah, Sweetener. Yeah. yeah, right. So, yeah, they, they. it's like she put out two albums so quickly. Right. And, yeah. So. And it was just arguing over what to perform. Yeah. And then she just said, nope, you're not getting me at all. So, you know, it's a coup for them, I guess, to get her back this year. And, yeah. and all's been forgiven. <laughs> you know, right. why, why pass up that spotlight? Right. Because that's really so much what the Grammy production is it's yeah. about the performances and oh yeah again you got 10 awards over three hours yeah. <laughs> and and alicia keys is back at host uh yep. I, th- I thought she was great last year i thought she was a perfect combination of credible musician really just gentle sort of you know down-to-earth presence yeah you know there's nothing really super flashy about her mm-hmm. and you you know like with the oscars just announcing they're going hostless again i kind of feel like you need somebody to steer the ship just yeah. a little bit I, I thought the it feels a little rudderless i was just yeah. gonna say that was the word i was gonna use <laughs> last year's oscars i mean yeah you know you don't have the traditional monologue and then song and dance routine or whatever yeah but then you know you have just random people popping up to, right. to introduce the next presenters or yeah. whatever so i'm glad that the grammys are sticking with yeah. a host, and and I do think bringing her back is a, a very smart idea. Yeah. I thought she did great last year, and and she performed her own stuff last year too, which was cool because it reminded people of yeah, she's pretty talented. Yeah, <laughs> you know I mean, yeah, and she has quite a few Grammys herself. She yeah. sure does. She's one of the most decorated <laughs> female artists in the in the Grammy world, and she's got yeah. some new stuff coming out. So of course the timing, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, just like the Super Bowl. I'm sure yeah. we'll be hearing about a new J Lo Shakira album or something, <laughs> the Super yeah. Bowl halftime show or joint tour or yeah. <laughs> whatever, because they like to do things like that. Um, so that'll be basically what the show will be about. I uh, wanted to mention some of the other Georgia artists, or local, if you will. Right, yeah. Artists who were nominated. Andre 3000. Oh, okay. <laughs> Andre 3000 actually is up for Best R&B Performance with Anderson Pack oh, okay. on the song Come Home. So right. if that song wins, he is part of the, you know, I highly doubt he's going to be there. That's <laughs> yeah. not really his scene, but no. you never know. Uh, Offset and Gucci Mane, they're both... Uh, both nominated Young Thug 21 Savage now it's been kind of a roller coaster 2019 for 21 mm-hmm. Savage he was you know arrested for and for immigration issues and right 
had some highs, had some lows, had some, you know, went on tour, all kind of stuff. He is up for best rap album and also as a writer and performer with J. Cole for best rap song. Right. And he could not come to the ceremony last year because he was in jail. And right. I remember several artists coming backstage um, to make comments about it. Post Malone wore a T-shirt sort of in his honor because he was supposed to perform a Post Malone mm-hmm. because the Grammys came after the Super Bowl this year. They're, they're early this year. Yeah. The Grammys are early this year because the Oscars are early this year. And when the Oscars decided to be about three weeks earlier, it pushed everybody back yeah. <laughs> a couple of weeks. So yeah. usually the Grammys are after the Super Bowl. But this year, like two years ago, they're in January and the week before the Super Bowl. Yeah. So it's just, you know, got to get used to all that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and aside from rap, which is always, you know, a big genre for, for Atlanta people, yeah. we've got a couple of the country people, Little Big Town, who we still sort of claim. <laughs> right. <laughs> the two right. ladies from, <laughs> who are yes, from, from, from Georgia. North Georgia, yes. North Georgia. Uh-huh. Thomas Red is from Valdosta. Yep. You know, we, we like Thomas too. Now, Lark and Poe, I love those girls. Megan and Rebecca Lowell, they level. I always call them Lowell. I don't know why it's level. Uh, they've actually moved to Nashville. <laughs> so, as so many of them do. As so many of them do. Yeah. So, you know, we will miss the fact that they are not necessarily Georgia-based anymore, but they have their roots here and right. their families here and, yeah. and all that. And those girls are so talented. They just do such incredible stuff that it would be awesome to see them win. They're up for a contemporary blues album for their Venom and Faith album. Huh. Okay. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. And then... Contemporary Christian is always another big area for us. Uh, Tasha Cobbs Leonard, she's up for an award and Casting Crowns. They're going to be up for Best Contemporary Christian Music Performance slash Song. And they, of course, um, are based here in Stockbridge. Yeah. And they have, you know, the church there that that Mark Hall is. Eagle's Landing, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, been I actually interviewed them down there ages ago. Me too. Probably (laughs) like my first year or two here, I went down to do a story about Mark. uh, But Crowder is somebody that is certainly worth mentioning. He is nominated for Best Contemporary Christian Music Album for his album, I Know a Ghost, and got to spend some time with Crowder just before the holidays. He was in town briefly, and I really wanted to sit down with him. I mean, I've talked to him on the phone before, and he's an interesting guy. He's Mm -hmm. from Texas originally. Mm -hmm. He moved to Atlanta probably about nine years ago, and I think it was 2010, so 10 years. Yeah. (laughs) I keep forgetting it's 2020. It's a whole new decade. doesn't seem like that's right. But, and, you know, he's really made Atlanta his home, and his music is, you know, contemporary Christian sometimes gets a bad rap for being processed and polished and filtered. You know what right. I mean? Just sort of glossy. Yeah, just a glossier version glossier, of, yeah. of, you know, whatever pop whatever ha- music, pop music yeah. is at the moment. Right. It's sort of, it often seems like that. Not usually musically substantive as, yeah. as, as much. But Crowder does some really cool stuff. I mean, he, he sort of takes elements of rock and pop and a little EDM, even a little electronic yeah. music. And then, but then he also loves folk, he plays a banjo. I mean, you know, he, he loves folk music. And mm-hmm. it's this mishmash of stuff that you listen to and you go, hmm, I don't know what I would call that, but it's really good. <laughs> and of course, he, like Lecrae, you know, he has, who's the Atlanta rapper who, yep. um, whose music is based in Christianity. He's not overly preachy about what he's saying. He's he's focused more on you know being a good person and you know just how to bring light and and love into the world and right. not necessarily quite as much on the religious side of things, but just on you know being being a nice person. Yeah, and, you know what I mean. And getting to spend some time with him, I, I really you really get to see like how he is that type. And he's. He's an interesting looking guy. I mean, he's tall. He's thin. He's got this long beard. Mm-hmm. He usually wears a trucker cap. and But just a gentle soul, you know, yeah. just really cool. So the, we've got a big story on him coming out on the 26th in our Sunday art section. That's right. got some cool video that we took of him in the studio as well. And um, 
And the tie-in actually works out well because not only is he nominated for a Grammy on the 26th, he's also headlining this year's Winter Jam Tour, Mm. which you and I have talked about before. It's this annual tour that goes around the country. It is stocked with Christian artists, and it's an interesting thing in that there's no ticket price. It's a $10 donation at the door, so you don't really even go online and buy tickets in advance, and it's first come first, you know, it's general admission. This is always one of the top 10 selling tours of the year. I mean, this thing sells out everywhere it goes. And Crowder was one of, like, way down the bill (laughs) when I talked to him maybe four years ago on the Winter Jam Tour. And and now he's headlining it. So we talked about that. We talked about, you know, what it's like for him to be nominated for another Grammy and what that would mean for him. So, you know, check that out as well. It's kind of a, a busy Crowder month or... Yeah. Busy Crowder quarter, <laughs> if you will. David Crowder, by the way. Yes. His first name is David. He used to be in the David Crowder band. Yes. was his band back in the 90s. So he's been around a while. I mean, yes, he's, not, he's been around for yeah. quite a long while. Yes, yeah, he really yeah. has. And But he's been doing the solo thing for about a decade now here in Atlanta. Yeah. And just just a sweet guy. A really, yeah. really, really lovely guy. Enjoyed you know getting to spend some time with him yeah. and chat. So. so, yeah. So check that out online. That's it. It'll be in the paper on January 26th, which is the day of the, the Grammys. The day of the Grammys, yeah. Um, we time but, those things like but, that, you know. Yeah, yeah, we do. <laughs> we, we do plan things that way. Um, but, yeah, you're likely to find it online a little earlier than Yes, that, so. earlier that week. Before I go to L.A., I will probably have to get that up. And right, yes, up. yes. Before Melissa uh, goes to cover the Grammys for us, she will be there. So, so. yeah, make sure, please, you know, check out the Atlanta Music Scene blog. I'll, yep. I'll have dispatches, if you will, from from um, from the from, <laughs> from the Lines, from the front the lines of, of the <laughs> of the Los Angeles Convention Center right. and the Staples Center. Yes. Um, but yeah, starting that Friday the 24th with that Aerosmith event, uh, the Music Cares thing, and then Saturday the Clive Davis party, which is always at the Beverly Hilton, yep. a place that I don't understand why it's always so hyped because it's just fine. Fine. <laughs> I mean, it has the Golden Globes are held there, and you know every yeah. time they zoom in and go into the big ballroom, I always like roll my eyes and go, "Yeah, it is not that big." Yeah. <laughs> Nor is it that nice. Things <laughs> often look better on TV. They really do. I mean, the Beverly Hilton just has history in, in LA, yeah. though. I mean, that's the whole reason right. Clive does it there. And, yeah. There's and a lot of things in LA like that. That's that, exactly it's like what it they is. They have history. They have history. It's like, but then when you see them, you're like, really? Like old Florida, you know? <laughs> right. You're sort of like, when have you painted this hotel? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, but the limos line up, and that's all they care yep. about um and then of course the grammy awards uh finishing out that weekend they are also doing two days after the grammys on the 28th every year they do this grammy salute concerts mm-hmm. because they've got everybody in town so right. so why not why and not? you know they, they did elton john they've done stevie wonder in recent years well this year they're doing prince and it's going to be an all-star tribute to Prince. So yeah. many of those artists who are going to be hanging around, like Lizzo, you know, Gary Clark Jr., are going to be performing. They re- they tape it on the 28th of January, and then it will air sometime this year. I feel like the Elton one aired like last fall. Actually, it may have been maybe well, when Rocket was... Man or when Rocket Man came out. I guess right. they tied it into that. But that seems like a long lag time. It is a long lag time, but they can kind of throw it in whenever they want, right. you know. And with Prince, who knows what his family is planning with archival stuff? Maybe there's some right. big thing coming out that. We don't know about yet that they're yeah. going to tie it in with or whatever, but but that'll be on CBS sometime this year after the concert takes place on the 28th. Yeah, it's like everybody will be excited to see Lizzo do Prince, I imagine, you know. I hope she plays the flute to a Prince song. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, I'm sure she will. Yeah, yeah. And that, yeah. But that, I mean, both of them with the Minneapolis thing. Yes, feels, exactly. It'd be, wouldn't it be cool if, like, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, like, played behind Lizzo oh, at a wow. Prince thing? Yeah. Sheila e., well, the Revolution's going to be there, and yeah. Sheila E. is going to be there. So, I mean, they're, you know, they're going to have some of the—and Susanna Hoffs, yeah. which is cool, too. So, I mean, they're going to have some of the old Prince tie-ins there as well. Wendy and Lisa. Uh, well, I don't know. Well, the, the Revolution. 
Yeah. Yeah. I guess yeah. they they will be there. So. Well, there were there were many revolutions, weren't there? Well, there were there were, <laughs> but yeah, they, I'm sure they will yeah. be because they went on tour as the revolution. You right after that's true. Right. Died. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so yeah. it was the you know it was the original band. Yeah, and I think they'll probably want to leave their stamp on Prince's legacy yeah. on a TV special like that. So yeah. so keep an eye out for that too. It's always just you know it's a it's a busy four or five days out in LA because you don't they don't get that many opportunities. I mean, for so, there's always something going on out there. But everything is always so scattered and spread out so that when you've got a week period that 80% of the artists that are doing anything current right now or Mm -hmm. vital are in the same place, it's like, yeah. Let's right. line them up. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have a brunch for something <laughs> and have Cindy Lauper be part of it. You know, <laughs> just things like that. Yeah. All right. Well, anything else we need to talk about? I think that's it. I think yeah. we've covered everything you know that you need to know. I, I there is a you know there is a story online that I wrote when the nominations came out. If you want to go back and you know find that and see who's nominated. And yeah. Look at all the nominees. Look at all the nominees. And, all the yeah. Georgia nominees. If you're interested in the hometown yeah. people and. You know, right. I try to try to keep up with that as best I can. There's there's always a lot of producers and writers that I don't necessarily know until somebody tells me that they're based here. Well, <laughs> yeah, we we all often run into that. Uh, yeah, you know, because there are a lot of people here. Yeah, you know? there are. And it's just growing and growing. And it, the same thing happens with the Oscars when right. you know, especially the technical awards exactly. and all of those sort of things. It's like we don't always know. Yeah. If someone is from here, born here, or still lives here, or whatever, it's yep. like you know sometimes right. we do, sometimes we don't, and we didn't know they moved back. Yeah. So we we depend on. <laughs> to tell us so if you know anyone who's nominated tell us yes please. please do or sometimes with rappers you don't realize that that's their real name that they've used in the credits right. <laughs> that's you're true. like oh that's who that is yeah so yeah there is that too but yeah. anyway all, all this will be online for your reading pleasure and hopefully in the ajc at some point in print so. yes yes it, it will it will get there eventually yes. so well thanks so much for Thank uh, you. coming to talk to us about the grammys and uh as we said before, check online uh, at the Atlanta Music Scene blog. Um, we'll have stuff up at the at the story on Crowder um, and all of the run-up to the Grammys, the stuff that's already online, telling you about the Georgia nominees um, and uh, Melissa's dispatches from the scene <laughs> there. Um, so check back at AJC.com. Let's see what's happening in and around Atlanta over the next 10 days. The Atlanta Winter Beer Festival returns to Atlantic Station to celebrate 10 years on Saturday, February 1st from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. There will, of course, be plenty of beer, wine, and cider, but you'll also find food trucks and big heated tents with live music and DJ Q-Tap. There will be more than 150 beers spotlighting Atlanta and Georgia breweries, but a few breweries from around the country will also be represented. Arches, Second Self, Wild Heaven, Jekyll Brewing, and Creature Comforts are just a few of the names you'll find on the extensive list. Tickets are $45 in advance and $55 on the day of the event. The ticket price includes entry, a souvenir cup, entertainment, and beer, wine, and cider samples. Food will cost extra. The Atlanta Winter Beer Festival happens from 1 to 5 p.m. February 1st at Atlantic Station. Get all the details at atlantawinterbeerfest.com. Synchronicity Theater takes us back to Middle Earth with its reimagining of J.R.R. Tolkien's classic The Hobbit from January 31st through February 23rd. The story, which was the first to introduce the world to hobbits back in 1937, will be performed by five actors with a steampunk twist. 
Revisit the epic quest of Bilbo Baggins as Synchronicity Theater presents its new take on one of the great classics of children's literature. The Hobbit runs January 31st through February 23rd at Synchronicity's home at 1 Peachtree Point at 1545 Peachtree Street. Tickets are $16 to $31 and are available at synchrotheater.com. The man that Guitar Player Magazine has called the Jimi Hendrix of the ukulele is coming back to Atlanta for two shows at City Winery on January 27th and 28th. When Jake Shimabukuro pronounces the name of his instrument, it's a beautiful murmur floating on a tropical breeze, ukulele. The more common pronunciation lands on the ear with a comical thud. His instrument gets a bad rap as a tourist trinket, but Shimabukuro's remarkable musicianship is enough to make the ukulele cool again. Just check out the video of the Hawaiian musician performing the Beatles classic While My Guitar Gently Weeps on YouTube. The popular clip has logged more than 16 million views. And check out his take on Bohemian Rhapsody while you're at it. Jake Shimabukuro is at City Winery in Atlanta at 8 p.m. January 27th and 28th. Tickets are $30 to $45 and you'll find them at citywinery.com Atlanta. The 1905 Richard Strauss opera Salome is the latest production from Atlanta Opera. Strauss used a German translation of the play written in French by Oscar Wilde, which recounts the biblical tale of Salome, stepdaughter of Herod. The origin is biblical, but the story is rather racy, with elements of incest, lots of grisly death, and a famously salacious dance. The Dance of the Seven Veils is just one reason the opera was banned for a time in London and wasn't performed in Vienna until 13 years after its 1905 debut in Dresden, Germany. Despite all of the controversy, or maybe because of it, it would eventually become firmly entrenched in the operatic repertoire. See what all the fuss was about as Atlanta Opera presents Richard Strauss's Salome on January 25th, 28th, 31st, and February 2nd at the Cobb Energy Performing Arts Center. Tickets are $45 to $150 and are available at atlantaopera.org. For more things to do in and around Atlanta, go to AJC.com. Our senior editor is Nicole Smith. Podcast edited by Bria Felicien. Music by Bo Emerson and Billy Guen. And I'm your host, Shane Harrison. Join us next week for more Access Atlanta.